Coming up. Get the Blossy Hill out, crack open the Prosexy. Surprise, surprise. Born at 15th of the 6th, 87, Mechanite, a Gemini. And uh, from like Helen Derry. My passport's in Derry, what do you know? A Gay and a Non-Gay is a podcast from James Barr and Dan Hudson. They're like a lovely little couple, except they're not. Hey, and welcome to Again and Non-Gay. I'm Dan Hudson and I am the non-gay uh, of the podcast. And today our guest is Kitty Scott Claus, which we actually recorded in December last year after she came second in RuPaul's Drag Race. But there was just so much going on at the time, including me having COVID. So I came up with the ingenious idea of putting it out this week to celebrate Birmingham Day which was supposed to be this weekend, March the 5th, based on the last time that it happened, uh, pre-COVID. But seeing as I can't see head nor tail about it online, I don't think it's happening. Uh, So that's that. Anyway, uh, enjoy this week's episode with everyone's favourite Birmingham person and Kitty Scott Claus. Side-eye! All right, babes, it's a gay and a non-gay. One of us is gay. The other one thinks Todrick Hall is a local authority building used for meetings. Today, we're very excited for a special episode of Sachet Non-Gay with the formidable, hilarious, inspiration. It is Kitty Scott Claus! Hey, honeys, how are ya? Yay! So um, excited to be here. Oh, it's amazing to have you, especially for me. Uh, I'm also from Birmingham, from uh, Sutter Hall. Oh, you're posh apart, aren't you? I love this, because Dan likes to pretend he's sort of the earth. Like, oh, I'm from Birmingham, so I'm like a real sort person. Sort of the earth. And then when someone else from Birmingham comes on, it's like, oh, you're from Sully Hall. Okay. Welcome to a gay and a non-gay. So I remain quite devastated and, to be honest, probably quite bitter that you didn't perform as Scylla on the Snatch Game. So for the rest of the interview, I would quite like it if you please perform as Scylla Black. Oh, surprise, surprise. I can do that. Auntie Scylla is here. <laughs> and we're going to have a gorgeous time of gay and a non-gay. It's like, surprise, surprise. <laughs> I was gutted that you didn't perform. I know why you did it and you had to, because if Rue tells you to change your act, you're going to do it. But um, a yeah, little part of me yeah. broke. Do you know what, though? Someone needs to do a season four. Come on, I'm praying that someone does Scylla and does a well. Because Viv hinted at doing her on season one. I think Ginny Lemon was meant to do on season two. I was meant to do on season three. She's been one of those people that she deserves to be on Snatch Game. She would be iconic, so hilarious, and deserves to be on Snatch Game, deserves to be immortalised on the Snatch Game. Right. Um, it's that thing of like, if, if Rue tells you, ah, don't do this, it's like, of course I'm going to listen to Paul. It's Rue's show. I think Rue has a problem with Brighton and Scylla. That's what we've discovered. Scylla. What's wrong with Scylla? But also, Scylla was my first choice. We have to take three choices to Snatch Game with us. And Gemma was my third choice. There was also a, a second choice, which didn't get a look in. Who was the And I was going to do Jane McDonald, Queen of the <gasps> Seven Seas. And I just love cruising. Everything about cruising. The Bahamas, the Caribbean, Hampstead Heath. I do it all. Seamen. <laughs> all jokes like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, that would have been amazing. Queen. Is it that Rue isn't British and therefore just doesn't really get Scylla Black? Well, Rue said to me, I think Scylla's a fab choice. I don't know how you'll make her funny because I only know Scylla from her music in the 60s. And I was like, well, she's the queen of 90s television, like 90s Saturday night TV. It was Scylla. It was all Scylla. She's hilarious without even meaning to be hilarious. She's just so iconic. That whole journalist bit 
honestly oh. i will watch that like maybe once a week for me it's she's a journalist and she's a journalist ladies and gentlemen and where my background singers those are my two depression videos i feel awfully deeply saddened by this but you don't work as a temporary secretary i know for a fact that you actually you're an undercover journalist and you've robbed somebody of coming on a proper blind date you work for cosmopolitan magazine she's a journalist ladies and gentlemen not a blind date at all <laughs> I've come up with another one, the the David's Dead bit in Celestial <laughs> Brother. Yes. Honestly, that chaos, chaos. <laughs> and they're all just there like, what? What's going on? It's so funny. So I love funny. David's Dead. I mean, it's so tragic, <laughs> but it's so funny. It's like, <laughs> Dad has no idea. You can see it from like both sides of their, where they're like Angie Bowie and Tiffany are both coming from though. Because you can see like Tiffany being like, what? He's in there, he's in there. And then I'm just like, not that David, my ex-husband David. She's misunderstood the name. The name, that's the all last I'm name, gonna that's say. All. She said that he dropped out a cancer. Tiffany, yes, that is true. But you've got the name wrong. wrong. David, it's the wrong David. It's the wrong David, honey. <laughs> uh, the last time we had someone from Birmingham on the podcast was Rob Halford, who's the, uh, the singer in the metal band Judas Priest. Uh, I don't know if you know him, he's from Warsaw. But he actually met the Queen and before he, the actual Queen, you know, Queen Elizabeth, and just before he met her, he also met Scylla Black. So it was like the best day ever for him. My God, I can't deal. Oh, that is wild. Wait, I love how you had to clarify like the actual Queen, because in my head I would just thought Lisa Scott Lee or someone. Speaking of legends, your Gemma Collins impression was also amazing on Snatch Game. Oh, and you've just you. been on her podcast. How was it? Wild. Honestly, it was literally just like having a Zoom with a friend. I was just like... This is so, it was like being on FaceTime. It was like the least interviewee interview I've ever done in my life. It was just like having a chat. I know I can go off, but like we were both doing it and it was just so fun. I loved it. It was hilarious. They were like, can you wear your Snatch Game outfit? I was like, you do realise I've got like loads of Gemma looks. That was just the one I happened to bring with me to Snatch Game. <laughs> so I wore um, that. I wore the, the candy swimsuit and I felt gorgeous. You are gorgeous, babes. Have you been employed to stand in for Gemma at public events yet? I'm still waiting for the call, but I'm ready and raring to go. I want the GC wardrobe. Do you know the uh, the infamous orange dress with the shoulder pads? It's like huge, huge. I think she wore it on Towie. Iconic. I'm like, I want all the old GC wardrobe. Give it yes. to me, babe. Yeah, I mean, I sometimes I feel like she's not really bothered about being Gemma Collins anymore because she's just like above it and so busy (laughs) so busy though she's booked if you could just pick up a couple of her bookings you'll be set for life basically laughing honestly (laughs) literally get me a couple of days filming as the GC I'll wear a big pair of sunglasses and no one honestly no one will know the difference (laughs) no kiss or hugs babe COVID COVID Corona (laughs) get a release form from her get a release form from her can't touch or hug. Just keep washing the hands and keep going, you know? Corona. Now, let's talk about Drag Race. I can't believe we've been chatting this long and haven't really got into it. It's obviously so important for representation and showcasing queer talent, but I want to know what mm-hmm. you think the show needs more of. Do you know what I think we had a bite of the pie with the AFAB queens and I I want more. 
because the thing is drag is for everybody there's no rule book with drag there's no one to say this is how you do it this is what drag should be because it's completely subjective to who you are and what type of drag you like and i think it's so great that the world is seeing afab performers and different types of drag which is so important to be pushed into the mainstream which i think it needs the the limelight so more afab more diversity you know what i mean like we can always be doing more for diversity However, controversially, I'm probably on the fence about the straight man entering Drag Race US. And I know I need to watch it first to kind of like Mm. make up an informed opinion. But Dan and I were joking about him going on Drag Race one day and how funny that would be. And then the next thing, there's an actual straight man going in it. How do you feel about it? Like like I said, drag is for everyone. And there's no rule book to say you must be a gay man to do drag. Like, no, you can do it and be straight and be bisexual or pansexual or asexual, anything. Like, there's no rule book. So I'm really excited to see season 14 just for, for Maddie herself. But I want Maddie to, like, play into it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I want her oh, to Oh, I out. do. I want her to be doing, like, lip syncs to Ed Sheeran, and Shape and Me, <laughs> The Bright Side, The Killers, all the, like, come on Eileen. I want all the straight <laughs> hits that, like, we are all like, nah, we're never doing that. Break the fourth wall. Come on. Can you imagine an Ed Sheeran lip sync on Drag Race? <laughs> imagine getting the list of that, seeing that, you'd be like, I'm not doing that one. So I... I'll do a Ginny Lemon straight out. <laughs> <laughs> I think the queer community would just explode. Have you ever met a, a straight drag queen? I haven't. I haven't, you know. When Maddie got announced and it was like, I'm the first straight cisgender drag queen, I was trying to think. I was like, surely I've met one. And I've met a lot of bisexual, pansexual drag queens, but never one that identifies as straight. So I do think it's exciting. I'm I'm excited as well, but will they be noticeably straight, do you think? I love that I've got Dan into Drag Race. He wasn't really that keen to begin with, but he's now bringing it up yeah. at dinners. He's discussing it with friends. Isn't that right? Now you can't escape it, Dan. It was you that did it, Kitty. I needed someone from uh, from Birmingham to enter the fray. Can we just discuss the rumour that the show was filmed in 10 days? What's the truth of the situation? No, it was um, like a normal amount of time. You, do, you film an episode in like two days. And also, this is what I don't get, because we keep getting asked about like the 10 days thing. And I'm like, the Drag Race fandom is wild and I absolutely love it. But everyone had like tabs on us like when we were away and they knew exactly like when we had our phones taken off us, when we got back, when we were allowed to post on social media again. And that was over 10 days. So they would know... Oh, it's actually not 10 days. It's impossible. To well, that's what I thought. I mean, but then when you hear a rumour so much, you start to believe it. Oh, no, I play into it as well. I'm like, it was 11 days, actually. I'll give him a different number. <laughs> we never left. We're still there now. Help! <laughs> what is your plan for world domination then? And who do you have on your mood board? Who do you want to be? When you said, who do I have on my mood board? My thought instantly went to Duncan James from Blue because but that's not who I want to be. That's who I want to be with me. Do you know what? I just want to, in the words of GC, I just want to be me. But I just want to, I feel like a sponge at the moment. I'm just like soaking in all these incredible opportunities that are coming my way. And I love it. And I'm so grateful. I just want to keep soaking it all in and, and taking advantage of like every opportunity that comes my way. I just want to do it all. My life goal before Drag Race was to get on the Love of Huns Instagram page. And now I have done. And I'm like, well, that's it. Pat on the back, girl. Like, you've made it. I find it personally really amusing that Lisa Scott Lee is now finally embracing the Love of Huns vibe, whereas previously probably was having like so a mental much. breakdown. Before, like, do you reckon she was sat at home before being like, these people are bullying me. And now... <laughs> 
I feel like because H has explained it to our Lisa. It's celebratory. It's endearment. Yeah. You celebrate it. You're a Han. Come on. like Right. Get the Blossy Hill out, babes. Get the Blossy Hill out. Crack open the Prosexy and have a gorgeous time with it. (laughs) My favourite thing about Lisa that I've learned is that she doesn't call them porn star martinis. She calls them pop star martinis. And that is something I've taken into my everyday life. (laughs) <laughs> that's so brilliant she doesn't want to say the word porn because she's Lisa Scott Lee of course no. that makes sense I mean she's the queen never. she would never, never she could never pop star mm. oh I really want one <laughs> and a pastor <laughs> Clara oh can you imagine <laughs> we need Faye to come up with something now come on Faye <laughs> <laughs> Dan's not spoken for 10 minutes because we've been That's so busy with Lisa yeah. Scott Lee. Sorry, Dan. I feel like I was going to ask you something about Lisa Scott Lee. Every interview I ever do always ends up going back round to Lisa Scott Lee. I don't know how I do it. Oh, I remember what I was going to tell you. I was on holiday and my friends were not interested in this fact at all, but I was I saw it happen live and just stormed over to them and they were in the middle of this conversation. I was like, Lisa Scott Lee has just followed the Twitter account B-List at Capital. When was this? This was about four weeks ago. So B-List at Capital, oh obviously one of her most iconic obviously. phrases and a really funny Twitter gay. And she followed B-List at Capital. And I just was like, this is like her therapy's going so well. Well done, Lisa. She's like, I'm going to own this. I'm going <laughs> to own this now. You know, we've had a very low airplay. Right, we're going to end this very amazing episode of Again and On Gay with a game. It's called Kitty's Cot Impressions. So Dan here on On Gay is going to try and guess as many Kitty impressions as he can. Danny, ready? Your minute starts now. I just want to be me. Honeys, how's it going? Nah, I'm not getting involved. My hair, this is very expensive hair, fucking frazzled. I've no idea. Is it Gemma Collins? Yes. Yes! My hair, this is very expensive hair. It's fucking frazzled. Because you've only got straighteners in here. You haven't got heated rollers. Next one. Surprise, surprise. Oh, um, sit back. Contestant number two, what's your name and where'd you come from? Okay, <laughs> you got that, you got that, you got that. Hello, number one, what's your name and where'd you come from? Born 15th of the 6th, 87, Mechanite of Gemini, uh, from Larkhill Dairy. My passport's in Derry, what do you do? I know, I know, just post it down, post it down. I'll get your girls allowed. I guess it's Cheryl Cole, but it doesn't sound like her. Wrong, <laughs> it was Nadine Coyle. My passport's in Derry, what do you do? Post it down to us. Just post it down after. Slowly but surely, you start to realise. Actually, I can't nip to the garage in my pyjamas for a pint of milk, even if I want to. That's short call, right? Lifeless, my hair, <laughs> this mojo. Too bad. Uh, <laughs> who else? Who else is going to do? All right, it's me. Oh, no, I was going to say her name. Just doing this now. It's in the bin. Dad, you got the number for Millennium Cabs? I've got... I've got no idea. You love who that you love this person. Me. She's ne- she nearly came on the podcast. Oh, um, Natalie Cassidy. Natalie Cassidy, yeah. We don't want to talk about Janine. We can always talk about Zoe and Brighton. Oh my God, you'll never believe it. I was doing this, and then I can't believe it. Oh my God, I've got two little children now. David <gasps> Solomon. I don't know if I know who that is. Oh, oh my God. My God. You don't know who um, she is. And then when they said that last, I was like, well, Beautiful. that's perfect because I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thank goodness. She was on X Factor years ago. 
Yeah, I don't watch that. And then she, and then she's <sighs> on Loose Women now. Um, I, I don't watch that either. But I think I've done pretty well there. I think I've got four out of five. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was okay. I was quite impressed, but I think Kitty did give you a lot of clues. I mean, I was just saying the names by the end. Let's not lie. <laughs> Kitty, it's been absolutely amazing to welcome you to again on Gay today. Thank you for being with oh, us. Thank we you love so you much for having me. I've had so much fun. It's been so fun. And you're completely right about Drag Race and how we should welcome everyone. So I'm very excited to see what happens with Drag Race US. All right, Kitty, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. It's been amazing to have someone from Birmingham on the show. Do you, do you live in Birmingham, by the way? No, I live in London. Oh, I was going to say we should have, uh, we could have gone for a Balti. Are you asking me out, Dan? It's a uh, Birmingham only offer. What happens in Birmingham stays in Birmingham, babe. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Find us on your socials at Gay Non Gay. Listen at GayNonGay.com or just search Non Gay at your fave pod app.